Hey guys, me and Les trapped in a basement in uh, coronavirus lockdown London. We thought we would do something, we'll try and put some value to the situation and we're going to release a couple of podcasts that are focused on helping guys with the area that often they struggle the most in, which is, I guess the first few minutes, that attraction phase, mm, the industry yeah. calls it stacking. Yeah. Just coming up with uh, topics of conversation. Yeah, so to set the scene, you know, after you've gone up to the girl, we're, we're, pra- we're talking about practicing direct di- day, direct day game, direct day game here. So we go up to the girl, we tell her she looks nice, we tell her that we, we had to take our chance and meet her. And then from that, we're gonna go into, you know, um, basically the topic, which would be about her. So that's stacking, it's, it's talking about her. There's two main, uh, kind of areas we can focus on with stacking, which are mm. nationality. So where the girl's from, this works particularly well in a big a big city or a cosmopolitan place where you get lots of different nationalities. The other point to make is here, if you're, if you're in the US and you're in a place with lots of different uh, girls from around the US, different states, you can use state stereotyping. Uh, stereotyping as well. Stereotyping. 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 Stacking. Jesus. Um, <laughs> So stacking yeah. itself is carrying that conversation for the first few minutes. The it's in that quote unquote attraction phase. The vibe that you're putting across is TC, mm. TC, yeah. TC, TZ, playful, high energy. You're having fun, um, and the vibe, you know, it, it, it transmits a lot to the girl. A bit like an STI. It's you know we we always preach on about it's how you say stuff, not what you say. Yeah, definitely. It comes down to that eye contact, body language and vocal tonality. Yeah, but also, you know, you can't just be going up to a girl and, and asking, you know, telling her she looks nice and then assuming job done, ask her a thousand and one questions. Because mm, it's yeah, very value-sucking. She's just like, this is not fun for the girl. She doesn't fucking know you. She doesn't want to answer your questions. And that's a big mistake we see guys make is they say the compliment and they think, right, job done, I'll put my feet up and just have a normal conversation. Yeah, That's not what we're talking yeah. about. We're talking about carrying that conversation for the first few minutes, being playful, being teasy. The girl feels good. She wants yeah. to stick around. She asks you that question. Yeah, which 100%. Is um, anything else we need to kind of cover in the intro? So what is stacking? Why do we do it? Well, it's because, you know, she's you've got to carry that conversation, right? You see the girl, you've got to make it happen. Yeah, well, she doesn't, she doesn't actually know you when you've just met her. So like you said, you've got to give a little bit of value so that she actually feels inclined to then start investing in the conversation. Much like you said, stacking is a very good way to be creative. It's a good way to be observational and it's a good way to create conversational threads out of nothing because ultimately that's what conversation is, Mm. just being creative, creating conversation out of absolutely nothing, which is the most essential thing that you need, especially in day game or game mm-hmm. in any sense, because you're talking to a girl and you have to be creative, You've got to come up with stuff and she's going to be much more inclined to, to respond to that. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, the way into this is you go up and you say the compliment. We say, we, we encourage guys to say what they say, what you see. So we usually would say link your guess about nationality or state if you're in the US to maybe hair color, eye color, mm. and then something teasy about her. Maybe Give her that reason of why you said yes, that. Yes, exactly, connect it via a reason. It yeah, doesn't sure. have to make sense as a reason. Exactly. Um, but we usually say two factual things and then two factual observationals and yeah. then try and make one of them a tease at the end. Yeah. So the third one, maybe it could do with, it could do with the walk, 
maybe it could be to do with something like strange she's got a, like a little cuddly toy on the back on the back back yeah something you know garish she's wearing girls yeah. are often peacock as they say and it doesn't have to be exact i think that's one of the biggest things that we experience when we're coaching guys is that you say just tell her that you think she looks like she's from wherever like mm. russia and they're like i know nothing about russia and you're like you don't have to know anything about russia you just have to be a little bit observational a little bit creative and make a completely uh, a completely random mm. association to whatever the reason you've given that to her and she's gonna find that much more playful remember when we were in poland and mm -hmm. we were coaching ash and he said i had to come and say hello i thought you looked really nice i noticed your big gray jacket you reminded me of an elephant mm -hmm. and the girl just completely burst out laughing and then he said something like you must be from and then said a country and if you think about that logically it means there's no relation there yeah. at all but yeah you're just saying stuff and, and sticking it together absolutely absolutely the generic thing to say so just to put this into context for guys who are probably sitting there scratching their their ass going what the fuck are they talking about for an example if i saw a girl walking on the street she's wearing a red jacket and she's got brown hair, brown arms. I might go up to her and say, hey, I just saw you had to take my chance, thought you looked great. I noticed the brown hair, the brown eyes and the little red riding hood style jacket. You must be from Spain. Mm. Hopefully she's gonna then go, oh no, I'm from, and give you the topic. If she yeah. doesn't, then you ask inquisitively, oh, where are you from? And you yeah. get the topic that way. Yeah. And that's kind of the prelim to then us teaching you the structure of how to stack on nationality. 100%. And one final thought before before we go into exactly how to do this. Yeah. Uh, the stacking slash assumption is obviously a hundred times more effective than asking a question because when you make an assumption about someone, it's slightly provocative. So they're much more likely to want to respond as opposed to you just saying, where are you from mm -hmm. or what do you do? You could rather say, you know, you look like you are from dot, dot, dot. You look like you do dot 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 and she's going to be much more inclined to actually correct you and respond yeah okay so what we'd recommend to do to practice this stuff is you can just think of a couple of countries you know after you get home whatever and just practice you know mapping out these these obvious facts for them so on a piece of paper in the middle of the page write country draw a circle around that and then different strands coming out of that so different arrows coming out of that one for food one for drink one for stereotypes of, of the people, meaning stereotypes of the country of, yeah, stereotypes of the people in the country. One for monument, festival or place. One for a personal anecdote and one for weather. So those are the, the different kind of strands. And then beneath that, um, at the bottom of your page, so that's the first half of your page, at the bottom of the page, draw up two columns, one titled women, one titled men. And then in each, you put, for each column, you put dress code, attitude and characteristics um and that's it really so yeah yeah just make sure you draw that out that'll be that'll make things a lot easier right so should we role play yeah let's role play um two different countries yeah just so to take you through this process okay so i'll come up to you and you say you're gonna guess i'm from spain i'm gonna say actually i'm from italy yeah so when i think of italy so I am let's a, go from the top and just okay. so see the whole okay. process. So I know this is really random, but I just saw you strutting past with those big, sexy tattoos. One that <laughs> <laughs> it looked like an exotic pet sanctuary, and I was like, <laughs> I have to meet this girl. <laughs> she is definitely from Spain because of the brown hair, 
brown eyes and those sexy boots that you strutted past me in. Okay. Uh, I'm actually from Italia. Oh, Italia. When I think of Italy, all I can imagine is amazing weather, just stunning food right next to the river in Venice while okay. everyone is drinking wine and eating bowls of pasta. Yeah. So if she's if she's kind of cotton, so at the end of that, she might then cotton on and ask you a question, in which case just go run with that. Yeah. If not, then you can ask her a playful question based on something you've said. So what's something you could ask that you've already kind of mentioned to get her to clarify? Yeah. So what would be your go-to food if you were sitting next to Venice, um, next to a river in Venice and it was a really hot day? Uh, I reckon I would have a pizza. A pizza? When the sun is out and it's 30 degrees. Maybe some, uh, what do they eat in, in uh, Rome? Capaccio or pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Not even in Rome. <laughs> um, I don't know. Something along those lines. But anyway, you should be, at this stage, you should be into a conversation. Mm. If you're not, part B of this stack is for that kind of bottom column on your page. So as you can see, you've got, you know, women and men split up into two different sections, dress code, attitude and characteristics. Um, And so what would we, you know, what would be the second stack with this if she hasn't hooked already? And by hooked, we mean kind of ask the question or you've gone off on a segue and you're actually Mm. in conversation. Where yeah, we go. I think just to, to hammer on that point, it's important to listen to what the girl says because if you've done this right, she's gonna have you're gonna have given her like multiple different topics that ninety nine percent of the time she would have hooked on and you would have had a full blown conversation about a, a mutual topic that both of you enjoyed by mm-hmm. something that you brought up. But um yeah, so the next part of this would be talking about the sort of dating dynamics in the culture. So if she doesn't really hook on that, if she just laughs and goes, haha, yes, sometimes I do that, you could say, oh, you know what, I'm actually quite curious because when I think of the dating in Italy, mm-hmm. I imagine these guys wearing these sharp Armani suits, these these cheesy, pointy, tiger leather shoes. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, a scene from Scarface? I think it's because I've been watching too much Tiger King, if I'm honest. Oh, the old Tiger King. Yeah, the old Tiger King. King. Yeah. <laughs> And walking around, smoking cigarettes, and they're really, really confident. Mm-hmm. And they come and hit on you with these cheesy lines mm-hmm. and uh, pizza-making hand gestures. But meanwhile, they still live at home with their moms. Yeah, exactly. They're still mummy's boys at heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you clarify that? Is that how the dating culture works? Yeah. And that would be. And then hopefully she's going to then flip on that. Women again, they love to talk about stuff with with social dynamics, dating mm. culture. We're not saying you should go up and start preaching what you know about game to women. No, never talk about the first rule about Fight Club is don't talk about Fight Club. But what we are saying is things, generally speaking, you know, that feature in women's magazines, like you know, ten things to say to a guy, or yeah, yeah, all these kind of dating etiquette kind of nuances. That is very interesting for guys. Yeah, uh, sorry for girls. I think it's good as well because it, it brings up that conversation where you're talking about the dynamics between males and females and then it, immediately you create that that um, man-to-woman conversation as well when you say how do women like men to meet them or what do the woman like in the men and things like that mm. and immediately you make it a little bit more man-to-woman, it's a little bit more sexual and it's not the conversation that you'd be having with your gran per se. Mm. Okay, so let's reverse it now. 
Okay. I'm going to do the topic for me can be Germany. Yeah. And you, so we'll go up. So, uh, hi. So I just had to come in. <laughs> well, we're changing to field mouse font types. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hey, so I had to come and say hello. I know I'm not supposed to do this. I know you're busy working on your laptop and drinking your coffee, but I, I had to take my chance. I thought you looked great. Uh, I was thinking you looked that that big fur coat makes you look quite. I'm gonna say German, quite oh, you, Germanic. Yeah, no, actually, you're right. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. You're, you're from Germany. Yeah. Okay. When I when I think of Germany, I think of the time that I was actually there in deep midwinter. Uh, it was a super snowy day. I was in Berlin. And I was queuing to go to a club called Bergheim, which is some crazy club that opens midday Thursday and goes till midnight Sunday, 72 hours straight. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that. I have, yeah. Yeah, crazy place. But yeah, I remember thick snow, um, just just freezing cold weather. Uh, I was drinking a, a glass of hot Jägermeister. They were doing mold Jägermeister beside the uh, for, because the queue was so long, and I saw uh, groups of people in front of me eating those big, twelve-inch frankfurters, wiping them in and around their mouths, covered in uh, tomato sauce and, and ketchup, uh, tomato sauce and mustard, um, and I remember turning to the girl in front of me, or what I thought was a girl, um, and he turned around. It was actually a bloke, and he had his old boy out. <laughs> <laughs> I remember turning to the girl in front of me, tapping on the shoulder and saying, you know, when, when are we getting in? And she, uh, she was super hot, but just completely ignored me and turned that around. I can only imagine it was, it was from the cold. Have you actually, have you been to Bergheim before? Have, have you heard of Bergheim? Uh, so you, you said you'd heard of it. Have you, have you tried to get in there? Have you been in? I have been to Bergheim. I tried to get in, but um, I wasn't wearing the right thing, so I couldn't actually get in. Yeah, that was the that was the issue we had. We had a group of us. It was five of us. We a couple of us were dressed in suits. A couple of us kind of more in kind of a more casual stuff. And the the bloke, he, the the main bouncer on the door with a big tattoo in his face, he nodded to one of us and mm. said, "You can come in." But there was no kind of rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. Um, but I can imagine there inside there. I mean, the normal German dating etiquette is what I from what I've seen is. German guys seem a little bit like English guys in the sense they're a little bit stiff, not in that way, but lacking a sense of humour. Mm. Um, quite awkward. Um, have to drink a lot of big beers to get themselves going, and then when they come up, maybe their 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 game, their chat isn't the best. They're not the quickest on their feet verbally. Um, I'd, I'd, would you agree? That's kind of the normal. Yeah, sometimes they, uh, you know, sometimes a guy can have good conversation, but a lot of the time they just rely on alcohol to come and talk yeah. to, to, to the girls in the clubs. So I, but I can imagine, you know, going into Bergheim, um, it must be, I mean, I don't know whether you've got any friends that have been there, but it must be a completely different atmosphere because obviously it's a bit of a sex party. Mm. So I don't know if you've, uh, I don't know what the kind of the etiquette would be there, but actually from speaking to a couple of friends that work in nightclubs in Germany, they say that um, it's very much kind of a vanilla and chocolate divide in the sense that most of the German dating uh, culture seems very kind of above board, but then a certain elements of that, of that, of that kind of seedy underbelly where it's anything goes. So I imagine Bergheim's a bit like that. Yeah. Have, you, have you ever been to any kind of suspects? I want to say suspect parties or anything like that. Um, when I was in Berlin, I went to one. Ah, okay. Yeah. Tell me more in the uh, back of my car. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll pause there. 
that's basically an example of how you do it. So go, you know, you, you heard me, the place was Bergheim in the deep midwinter. It was cold, people eating frankfurters, you know, drinking Jägermeister. It's all stereotypes, but the reason stereotypes are powerful and the reason nationality stacking is so easy to do is because it's relatable without being offensive. Mm, yeah. So again, we always use this analogy with students, but if someone came up to you and went, Les, why aren't you eating your biltong? Because you're a South African guy, you're going to find it funny and relatable, but not offensive. Same with me if you came up to me and went, James, where are your chopsticks? Because I'm Chinese. Or where are your, uh, yeah, where's your cup of tea? You know, stereotype yeah. of an English person, we're drinking tea. Um, we're going to want to have that conversation. So slotting in these, these elements you know about their, their, their country, even though it is a bit kind of surface level and, and you know, you know, it's just relatable. Yeah, 100%. And um, they're going to be interested in responding to that. Like we said at the beginning of the conversation, you want to be stacking on topics. She's going to correct you on the things that you stack on. And the topics that she corrects you on are going to be topics that she's going to be interested in talking about, as opposed to just going up to her, talking about random stuff that interests you. She doesn't give a shit about. She's not going to be interested in standing mm. And waiting there until you've actually hooked her attention and she wants to know more about you as a person so just to go yeah. through that structure again because i know we, we're kind of doing this on the fly and it can be hard to keep track on this you have the country so you, you guess the country the girl is from this is you know in places where there's a lot of tourists you know there are nationalities flying around you guess the country she's gonna either say where she's actually from or you're gonna then ask if she says no i'm not from there you find the topic, so for example, Germany, then you talk about the weather, the food, the drink, any stereotypes of the people, a particular place of interest, and you tie it together into a story. So you, the easy way to do that is saying about her, I can imagine you. The girl is the center of the anecdote. Um, she's the one in the story. Women love role play. They love this kind of you know, element of fantasy. So she's gonna wanna picture herself in that and she's gonna kind of picture yourself in it and then correct you if you're fucking shut mm. up. So I can imagine you sitting by the Parisian riverside, drinking a glass of rosé, eating a plate of snails. Um, it's like, it's, it's super hot weather. Um, you know, tourists are mingling past. Is that your average day? Something like that. Yeah. And then you can ask a side question like, did I get the food right? Did I get the drink right? She's going to be like, and if she still hasn't hooked, then we go into dating stereotypes. So I can imagine, you know, in Paris, the dating culture is, Guys smelling of garlic, waving their baguettes at you, <laughs> coming up, um, trying to seduce you with. You While know, French Andy's watching from behind a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, yeah. And then you ask, <laughs> with his old boy out. <laughs> Just hammering one out. And he's supposed to be doing it when he's supposed to be coaching. Naughty old elf. <laughs> Naughty old French Andy. Naughty boy French Andy, we know what you get up to. <laughs> He's a dirtbag, isn't he, old French Andy? Anyway, we digress. Um, <laughs> but that is how you do it. You basically riff out, you know, these, these different things in a place. <laughs> Tie it together into a story, either a personal anecdote about you or... Uh, put the girl as the centre of the story and then if she hasn't hooked after that hooking by hooking we mean asking a question or when you've kind of gone off topic and, and you're talking about something else you're into a conversation then go into I can imagine about the dating dynamic in this country mm. and then basically just describe stereotypes of women 
and stereotypes of men and how they kind of interact. Yeah, she has to have hooked by that point because you would have been in about a four-minute conversation with her. Yeah, so even if she so. hasn't really asked you any questions or she seems a bit kind of reserved, you know, which some, some women will be because they're just not used to having a day game conversation or she's just a bit caught off guard, then just assume she's interested. At the end of the day, if she's standing there, she's mm. interested, right? Yeah, I remember what we found is that, especially in the the Soviet Soviet countries or ex-Soviet countries, mm. Russia, Ukraine, all of those places in the East, the girls are not going to be investing a lot at all. You know, that's why it's a really good place to test your steel because you have to be so self-amused. You have to be just carrying on the conversation, providing value. And um, she's not going to be giving much. But in saying that, she's a lot of the time they are actually interested. They're just not going to, you know, start investing a lot like European, I mean, like uh, Western girls mm. in Western countries like America or something like that, where they're pretty open from the get go. Once you're comfortable with the structure, put in absolutely put in more descriptive, emotive words. Women mm. respond to feeling, they respond to emotion. When you paint a picture with your words, you know, it's, it's very alluring to listen to, even as a guy. Um, yeah. I found former Soviet Union women, they love that kind of descriptive element because I don't want to stereotype here too much, but if you think about that kind of big Russian, you know, almost looks like a bear, grunting is one word answers. If you can elaborate, go into detail and depth, yeah. putting the woman, the, the, the Russian girl at the center of this story, she absolutely loves it. Yeah. And it's a They're good very skill. Dramatic, aren't they? It's it's a good skill in game as well, just to to think of a topic and then create a little story about it. So that's gonna work wonders for for your verbal game, not only in day game, but also just whenever talking to a girl. If you do have any questions about this, I know this is quite a complicated topic and it'll be interesting to see how it pans out actually listening to this because we don't know how it will sound, but we're hoping you guys can take the main points from this. Obviously, email James Tusk at Project have hyphen Tusk as usual for questions. Um, are there any common kind of fuck ups or sticking points guys have with this or, or anything that we see, you know, mistakes time and again with this sort of stuff? the stacking on nationality um i would say the most important thing is just to listen to the the girl listen to what she's actually saying mm -hmm. and and respond on that as opposed to just blurting out a pre-meditated framework because she's going to be aware of the fact that you're not listening to her so although we're giving you a structure to to work with Use it as a framework and don't be scared to deviate from that if you think it's going to be more beneficial for the conversation. That's the main point that I would put forward. Yeah, don't, un don't underestimate the charismatic effect of being truly present. Mm. Um, and day game is brilliant because you are kind of parachuted into that present. You're, you're yeah. fully conscious with a girl, you know, there's nowhere to hide. And if you feel that there's something to riff on, go away from the structure don't just be hammering away like you have to do it this is really a framework that you should be using um, for the first few months but really if you want to simplify it it's you know open show your intent be emotionally interesting to the girl you know understanding the first few minutes of any conversation you're going to have to carry that with conviction you're going to have to be playful you're going to have to you know have that kind of teasy banterous mm. vibe yeah waiting for that hook point and then knowing after that it's about being emotionally interested in yeah. her putting yourself in her shoes, trying to see how she genuinely find, you know, sees the world, boil it down to those two elements and makes it simpler and it makes it stops you turning into a robot with this stuff as well. 100%, 100%, uh, yeah. Some issues we get with guys going, oh, well, what happens if uh, I'm in a country, you know, and I'm a foreigner, you know, so for example, you're in Sweden uh, as an English guy, um, 
you know, you could be talking about, you know, something you can just, another kind of tangent you can go on is what you expected people to be like before you came versus what you what they're actually like afterwards. And still using this exact structure, basically. Yeah, exactly. Talking about stereotypes, using certain frameworks. Yeah, so I thought the weather yeah. in Sweden would be hot. Um, I thought people would be really serious and I thought, you know, there'd be a big coffee culture, but coming to Stockholm, I've realized it's fucking freezing. Yeah. Everyone's wearing big fur coats and drinking a shitload of absolute vodka and you guys are actually a lot of fun to be around. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you actually like absolute vodka? So yeah. that would be an example of the first bit playing out. Yeah. That interesting question at the end of the... Yeah. Yeah. Anything else to add? Um, no, I would say that's, that's pretty much it. I would th- say one last thing. If, if you ever get uh, nervous or feel yourself going back into your head, just remember to take a deep breath put your focus into something like your hands or your feet and just deep breath in, listen to what the girl's saying. You know, that would pretty much be it from my side. Yeah, I don't want to kind of go off on a tangent with this too much mm. because it's, um, this is about really stacking, but it's so, it's so underestimated how being present in that conversation gives you so many options. Because mm. ne- we've said it before and we'll say it again, you're never going to run out of things to say if you're truly listening to what the girl says. Yeah. Even if she's giving you very slight response of a few words, if you really listen to what's being said, either verbally or as a subtext, you know, the words behind the, the, the actual verbals yeah, or the, 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 the means behind the verbals, you're always going to have something to talk about. Yeah. But most guys, super nervous, super inwardly focused and always trying to think, right, you know, not even what she's saying, just how do I reply in advance? It makes your job 10 times harder, doesn't it? So just chill out yeah. in the moment and realize that if the girl is standing there at all, she's interested and then just use that to calm down every every bit, every time. Yeah, 100%. That, cool. That's it from my side. And uh, yeah, if you are in Paris this uh, this year, no hiding behind trees and wanking like French Andy. <laughs> you dirty old boy. <laughs> Pleasure, guys. We'll speak soon.